Will you bow your heads in prayer with me this morning? Good and gracious God, we come before you that you would speak to us today. You would speak to us today through your word. We ask these things in your name. Amen. As I mentioned earlier during our time of prayer today, we are uh, here to celebrate those who call Mount Hope uh, their home church. Um, we recognize those who, were, who spent 50 years, for the past 50 years, um, here uh, at Mount Hope and those uh, who are 25. And um, thank you for your commitment to our church. Uh, thank you uh, for the way you have served this church. And for those of us who have called Mount Hope a few less years than that, uh, I want to express our gratitude to you as well. For those who are called Mount Hope for the past six months, or, uh, or maybe some of you are just worshiping with us virtually, uh, and I've called this your home. Thank you for calling this your home, a place where you worship uh, and where you um, grow in your faith. Uh, this is not just an obligatory thank you uh, for what you do, but this is rooted in our biblical scriptures. Uh, before I tell you why it is important for us uh, as pastors, as Pastor Joanne and Pastor Cindy and myself, why it is important for us to thank you, I want you to know um, that this is a mandate given to us from the Bible. But before I talk about that biblical mandate, I want to talk to you a little bit about my own call story. We all have been called as pastors here at this church, and we all, each one of us, has a call story. This is a unique and an important story for us. And for all three of us, it's uh, very different. Each one of us has experienced the call story a little differently. The circumstances that we're surrounding our call uh, were completely different when you compare our stories. But yet, but yet, the end result is the same. We all have said yes to God to be set aside for ministry. My call story comes to me uh, when I was 16 years old. I was at a summer I was at a summer camp and I felt God's uh, nudge on my life. God saying that I needed to serve. Uh, since then, I've kind of uh, moved and walked through this journey, serving God in different ways, um, equipping myself with education uh, in order to do that. I believe that when God calls us, he gives us a message as well. And fundamentally, my message that what God has laid on my heart is this. It is simple and it is clear and it's consistent. The message is about God's abounding love. We are all God's beloved children. We do not earn God's favor. God's love for us is not transactional. God loves us unconditionally, no matter what, no matter who you are, God loves you. This is a message I believe has been impressed on my heart and I do everything I can in however ways I can to weave this message into, um, into my proclamation. So this morning I want to remind you that the person who wrote the, the Thessalonians, the book of Thessalonians, his name is Paul and he has a similar call story. Paul's might be a little bit more dramatic than mine. 
but it follows the same trajectory. For those who are not familiar with Paul's story, the author of the book of Thessalonians, Paul uh, was set out as a Pharisee. He was out to persecute Christians and he wanted to kill all the Christians. He wanted to negate the Christian message. He wanted to abolish it. Then he was on the road to Damascus where he encountered the risen Christ. He met Jesus and Jesus opened his eyes to the truths of the Old Testament. From then on, Paul started to declare God's message. God's message of unconditional love for the world. Not to a specific group of people, but to everyone. He proclaimed this message to the Jews, the Romans, the Greeks, those who were free, those who were slaves. And this message was, was welcomed by some and by rejected by others. See, Paul journeyed through various uh, people and, uh, and has planted several churches. So this letter that we are reading today, Thessalonians is one of the churches that Paul founded. And so here is the biblical mandate for this church. This is what Paul is writing to the church in Thessalonians. Let me just read these words to you again. To the church of Thessalonians in God the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. We always thank God for you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God the Father the work that was produced by faith, by your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, this morning, hear these words of gratitude Paul is expressing to the church in Thessalonica. And I wanna remind you and I wanna tell you, Mount Hope, that we, as pastors, we are thankful for you. We pray for you continually. We remember that your actions were not driven out of a sense of, your actions were driven out of a sense for love for each other and God. We are grateful for your endurance. Church, these words of gratitude are rooted in God's word. Paul is thanking the church and I want you to know that we are thanking you as well. The reason we are thanking you is because you have been so faithful to Mount Hope. You have been so faithful to Mount Hope. For the past seven months, you have faithfully watched the services online. You have developed your own rhythms of worship. Jack Mitch was telling me that every Sunday pastor, he said, I get my cup of coffee ready and I'm sitting in front of that screen. And for that, thank you. I know some of you have let me know that you watch um, your Sunday morning worship, uh, sitting on your deck, sipping a cup of coffee. Others of you were in your living rooms. And this morning you're here in this sanctuary and we wanna say thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness to this church. We wanna thank you for your commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that we have endured this season unlike any other that we've ever experienced. So thank you. Thank you for being so patient with us as we navigated through new ways of providing online worship service. 
Pastor Cindy, Joanne, and I, and the entire staff of Mount Hope are thankful and grateful for your support. After thanking the church for their support uh, and commitment and their faithfulness, Paul moves to discuss something that I think is absolutely relevant and needed on October 18th, 2020. In verse 6, this is what we read. You became imitators of us and of the Lord. For you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. Let me read that last part again. You welcome the message in the midst of severe suffering with joy given by the Holy Spirit. Yes, Mount Hope, you welcomed Sunday morning worship services, the Sunday schools that we provided, the Bible studies that were offered, blessing of the backpacks out in the parking lot while we prayed for our children who were going to start a different uh, weird school year. Thank you. In the midst of suffering, you have welcomed this message. This season is hard for us. This is the new normal is hard. You know, when you used to walk out of the door a couple of months ago, you walked out and you said, oh, I forgot my phone and walked back in. And now you say, oh, I forgot my keys my, and where's my mask? And you run back in and get your mask out. The only time you ever check your temperature is when you had a fever. Think about it, right? When you had a fever, that's the time you checked your temperature. You know, when you were all balled up in a, <clears throat> and sitting on the couch, uh, crying and thinking the world is coming to an end. And that is when they took your temperature. To remind you that you only had 100.4 and stop acting like a baby. Wait, that's a conversation Kristen has with me when I have a cold. Right? That was the time we checked our temperatures. Friends, this season is hard. We are exhausted. We want the season to end. We want a sense of normalcy, whatever that is, whatever that is. And this season has taken a toll on our mental health. We are sad, we are mad, we are angry. Bluntly put it, this is exhausting. Would you agree? you nod if you agree I couldn't do that before thank you for nodding right this is exhausting a friend of mine was talking to me and she said people are acting the way they're acting is because of the pandemic and this is exhausting see I find myself getting anxious about things that I used to take for granted this morning, I'm anxious about in-person worship. I used to be excited to be in worship. But today, I'm anxious. Anxious. Here we are. So friends, my question to you is, are you sad? Are you mad? Are you anxious? 
Are you depressed? What is going on with your own mental health during this season? And friends, and if you're not doing well, I plead with you, I urge you that you would seek the right help that you need. And it is my prayer that these words that Paul is speaking here would be fulfilled in our midst. You welcome the message in the midst of severe suffering with joy given by the Holy Spirit. I hope that our anxious hearts somehow are filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. I hope that our mad hearts are filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. I hope that our really depressed state of mind is filled with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. That is my hope, friends, that these words from the scripture would come alive within us. And finally, Paul moves from talking about suffering to say something else. He doesn't end with just hoping for something. He calls us to do something. And here the words from verse 9. They tell how you turn, from, turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. And to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Here Paul is reminding the church that they have turned their lives around, that they have walked away from idols of greed and bigotry and hatred and immorality. And now they're waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, that is the crux of the Christian message, if you will. For those who call themselves members of Mount Hope for the past 50 years, or maybe for the past seven months where they found our church online. Whoever this person might be, there is a fundamental truth about it. Our work as Christians has not come to an end. We continue to wait. We continue to move away from those idols that I was talking about. We continue to move away from them. And we wait for Jesus. It's not a one-time done thing, friends. That is the beauty of the Christian message. One of the things that I do not like, how many of you have Netflix? One, two, three, four, five. All right, that's pretty good. Netflix is a, is a video subscription platform. Every month they charge you a little bit of money and, uh, and you get to watch their movies. I don't like that at all. I much rather go to the store, buy a DVD or a VHS tape. You remember those? Right? You could just go buy them, keep them in your house, and once you bought them, it's yours. No one's going to take it away from you unless the VCR eats it up. But anyway, I digress. Right? I'd much rather do that than keep paying a little bit each month because that's exhausting. It's kind of neat and free, uh, kind of, in the front end of it, but after a while, you get exhausted, don't you? We recently bought Samara uh, uh, a phone, and now she's a 12-year-old walking around with a smartphone. I don't know why, but we did it. Um, and I'm worried about that. I'm worried because I'm cheap. Now I have to pay this bill. God only knows for how long. <laughs> right? 
But I think, when I think about subscriptions, I'm reminded that that's what Christian faith is all about. It's not a one-time done thing. No, it's like every month. It's every day. It's every moment coming before God. It's a continual thing. It's not a once and done thing. That we need to continue to wait for God to show up in our lives. We need to continue to be saying no to those idols that we can turn to. That's what Christian faith is about. And when we are waiting, that's when our hearts are transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is my prayer that we continue to wait. Even in the midst of all these challenges, in the midst of heartache and heavy hearts and anxious hearts, that we continue to wait, that we continue to turn away from the idols that are drawing us away from Jesus, that we would wait for the Lord to come. Amen. Will you pray with me? God, we come before your presence with thanksgiving. We thank you for this church. God, we ask that you would heal our hearts. And God, that you would strengthen us so that we can continue to wait on you and walk away from the idols that are drawing us to worship them. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Friends, at this